This is a podcast. We talk about running. We talk about other things too. So please come and join us. We hope you enjoy this. This is on the back foot. Hello and welcome to On the Back Foot. Tonight we are joined by Charlie Baker. And uh, we're waiting for some some more some more participants. So uh, yes, uh, we are back for another episode of On the Black Foot. We've managed to locate some guests, um, but we've not located many hosts. Unfortunately, uh, tonight Jamie cannot make it. Uh, we think uh, Ali is on the road, and uh, Bart is currently. Putting baby Jasmine to bed and hopes to join us soon. So, unfortunately, viewers, uh, viewers, listeners, there you go. Perfect. You are left alone in the uncapable hands of myself. So, what have I got to talk about running? Um, I have been running today after three days off. Um, I I uh, gave myself a sore foot the other week by basically jumping into the middle of uh, a training program. I saw a little plan from a, I've got an ultra run coming up on the 26th of March. And I was down in London with my mum having a, having a weekend catch up for her birthday. And I thought, Oh, I'm not sure what I should run this weekend. So I jumped into a plan that I'd found from a, a very esteemed coach and decided, yeah, why not? Just, just, you know, Long run Saturday, something between 20 to 26 miles. I ran 24, thanks to some amazing Strava um, map work around, uh, where was I? Hampstead Heath. Got back feeling absolutely fine. Went to watch the cross country uh, later on that afternoon and my foot began to become a bit sore. Got a bit of rest at the uh, Tina Turner musical where I did stay firmly on my seat, even though my mum wanted me to dance. I did get up in the end, I suppose, but I don't think I injured my foot there. Uh, Highly recommended, have to say. Tina Turner, fantastic. And then um, the next day, even though my foot had been sore that night, I thought, nah, it's all right. You know, it's just from wearing wearing poor footwear when you're walking around London it would be fine running so I went for a run on Sunday did about an hour um and was aware of my foot throughout it and then surprise surprise Monday I wake up and I've still got foot pain Tuesday I've ran I've got foot pain Wednesday foot pain Thursday foot pain Friday foot pain Saturday foot pain right the way up to Sunday still got foot pain coming down the hill at the end of a, a couple of hours of running and I thought yeah, you, you, you sort of nearly got an injury here. So I uh, thought, well, I've got a cold this week. I'll take a couple of days off. I've been doing a few stretches, massaging it. Seems to be feeling a bit better. So I was back out running this morning with all the joys of spring, refreshed from a few days off, loving life. Uh, bumped into a random Australian who was, uh, he lives in Sheffield now, but who was running and took him along for the run. So took him on a little route up over the hills nearby and uh, yeah, getting back so after a bit of a bit of an injury scare and three days off. Um, happy days, though. Really happy. Uh, so and my cold seems to have shifted. I did think about going for a run on Tuesday and Wednesday, but seem to have a cold, which is pretty minging when you've got a mask on and you're trying to work uh, 
work with your hands massaging people and there's just well i'm not going to go into detail but yeah uh mask seems mask 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 seem to be a bit bit snotty by the end of a, a treatment session so yeah so that's what's going on in running i'm getting ready for an ultra run um that's that's 30 30 miles along the southwest coast path um so that's going to be one hell of a crib sheet that i've got to write for that uh, it's the coast path near where I grew up. So I've grown up always wishing there was a race along the coastal path from Kingsway to Brixham. And uh, that's down in South Devon. And there is, but unfortunately, if you want to do that bit of the race, you've got to do the next 20 miles onto Torquay and then onto Shalden. So that should be a bit of an adventure. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. And while I was in London, uh, obviously seeing Tina Turner reminds me back of that ultra run because I quite like listening to We Don't Know You No Hero on that. That is a great tune for for looking out to sea and climbing the cliffs. Uh, but also whilst I was down in London, it brings me neatly on to what we've got lined up today, which is uh, it was the cross country, uh, the nationals uh, up on Hampstead Heath, Parliament Hill. Um, and... Since uh, I've moved out to Hallisage, I've been meeting every Wednesday morning with uh, a couple of runners, um, Dan Howarth and Josh Williams, who were both down in London to give it their best at Hampstead Heath. So me and my mum had popped around London in the morning and we'd, we'd managed to find um, some cardboard boxes from a nice chap in a in a, I don't know if it's stationary. Uh, no, they sold lots of maps downstairs as well. So in a bookshop, and uh, they'd given us some cardboard. I'd managed to buy a, a big felt pen. So I thought, you know, one thing that I always notice when I'm running marathons or half marathons is, you know, a good old cardboard banner is is a great thing to have. And I thought, well, you know, wouldn't that be great for my mates that, that are running that, that have been good 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 pals for the last few months and we've got out every Wednesday morning at half six. We'll be good to lend them the, the support. So I uh I I got my felt pen and I wrote their names because I thought, oh, I don't really know what to put on these. I mean, just just put someone's name. I mean that's that's you know, you know who that board's for if it's got your name on it. So there I was on Parliament Hill, uh waiting for the men's race to start lucky mum has gone to uh she's gone to kenwood house which lucky for her turned out to be shut so she's had a bit of a damp squib in the afternoon um and um yeah we're waiting there and we've got the cardboard out and um i've got dan howarth on there and some chap has come up to me and go oh dan howarth matlock's finest uh, so that ended up written on his and Josh, who is of Dark Peak, um, Dark Peak fame, I put the Dark Horse of Dark Peak in the corner of his uh, little banner. I'm just going to put a spoiler alert out there. Neither of them saw these banners at all. They weren't aware of them as I was standing on the top of the hill fanboying them. Um, they they had no idea as they came past. So that, that obviously was heartbreaking. But uh, it was nice to see my friends uh, race and race well. Um, and it was it was it was a really good event. So if you've never seen the cross country national, I think you have to see it to really think, wow, I want to do it. And uh, 
yeah, once you've seen it, it's it's pretty special. There is a lot of people out there um, <laughs> just running through the mud. And yeah, it's it's kind of great to see what, what we have on offer in England in our running community. Ah, fantastic. And now we have time to admit one of our first guests. So tonight we have two guests on the podcast, um, both of Matlock fame, both excellent fell runners. And first up, we have... Um, Billy Cartwright, and we have Dan Howarth. I'm hoping that they are joining the room. I'm really hoping that everyone can hear. I'm really hoping that we're recording. It says that we're recording in the top left. Uh, let's see. Yes, Charlie. Oh, we are here. I didn't realise we needed to bring our pop shields with us. <laughs> This is uh, this is my professional microphone. Yeah, I haven't got anything like that. Don't worry, don't worry. You're uh, you're tired. Oh, way up. Oh, way up. Oh, <laughs> hello. Spits and bars, Dan. <laughs> I was just doing some introductions uh, after a bit of a rambling intro. Bart is. Have oh, you already started? Well, sort of. I mean, I'm amazing at editing as well. So if if you if if something comes out and it's gone wrong, we can always we can always edit that out. But uh, can, you yeah. edit a, can you edit a personality onto me? <laughs> I'd like to edit my my three co-hosts in, but at the minute we're a bit thin on the ground. Have we got Have we got good internet reception? I mean, Billy looks clear as day in here. And, I like your uh, name, Ron. Ron Haywood. <laughs> if you want to, if you want me to big you up in any way, I mean, I was just going to introduce you to us. Well, first and second in the championships last year, and then probably mention Dan down at um, down at the cross country because that was pretty. Yeah, if you can make it as much about me as possible, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> It's about you two. It's a it's a it's a duo. Is is what I'm what I'm seeing. You were an add-on, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I didn't get offended. Yeah, basically, I wanted to book I wanted to book Billy, and I thought, oh, how can I do that? Maybe Dan. I need a step. I need a I need a gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Bart's saying. He should. Uh, how come your name's Alistair? Oh, yeah, so I've had to log in on Ali's because he can record. Um, he's got like a he's got like a professional Zoom one, whereas mine would just like time out after like 40 minutes or whatever. That'd be a bit shit, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. Right. If he's if he doesn't get back to me in two or three minutes, we'll just get started. But uh, yeah, maybe get a bit more beer down. Yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> It normally, like, that's the, the thing. Ali's got that kind of, like, welcome everybody, do the sort of, like, he's got the little host vibe about him. So it's like, when... Have I met Ali? I don't know if you would have. Um, he worked He worked with Steve at Frontrunner back in the good oh, old days. But, like, it was really funny because everyone thought it was Steve's shop, but they were, like, an equal partnership. 
So, like, just because Steve was the face of it, like, poor old Ali's just, like, toiling away in the background and no one knows who he is. And when he's in the shop, they're like, oh, is the manager here? And he's like, yeah, I'm the manager. <laughs> no, the real one, the good-looking one. So Steve was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> real one, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> Oh yeah, we got we got to get that one in. So I've Billy, is it true that like when you were doing Tigger Tour, must have been like a couple of years ago, and you were like <laughs> right behind Steve. Did he actually turn around and say like, "Where are you going to go now?" or something like that? Um, what happened in that race? Because obviously it's Steve's like garden, basically, isn't it? Like Steve knows every single rock. Yeah. But, yeah, and I he fully knew that I was just going to latch onto him all the way around. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, what did he say? I think he was just like, he just knew. Because I think, yeah, we, we basically hit the road and then it just turned into like a mile race. Where yeah. I was just, we were absolutely going for it. He still dropped me in that field. You know, that last drag. At the very last bit. Yeah, but yeah, you, come, you... you come down up, down Lim Lane and then you turn right and there's like a dodgy little field, then an uphill and then you're into the rugby rugby club. Yeah, like I say, an uphill, it's like four foot yeah. climb. But after running down the road for a mile, you don't need yeah, it. I, I have no yeah. idea what pace. It yeah. just feels like, yeah, it feels like another climb. Yeah, but yeah, Steve, Steve uh, did me dirty after trying to... Steve dirty, basically. <laughs> you I, really God. I remember you saying that you were you were like dancing behind him because <laughs> you just didn't know where you were going. I think there was bits where he was flagging, and I was like, "Oh, I really wish I knew where I was going here." And I thought, "Yeah, got this one in the bag." And then as soon as we hit the road, just Steve just had like this extra gear. We were like, we must have been neck and neck, and. Yeah, the pace is that road is just at the perfect angle to just run really fast. Like if you yeah. were just do an all-out mile, yeah, have no idea what you could do, but it'd be like you could push for a four-minute mile going down there. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, Steve just had that extra gear, and everyone was cheering him on as well because obviously, yeah, home home like, turf, isn't it? Yeah, he's the Lord of Totland. So everyone <laughs> just like, come on, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll let him. I'll let him have that one. Um, hang on, Bart's coming in now. Here we go. Now we're getting pro. Here he is, Bart. You're in, hey guys. Sorry, I'm late. It's all right. Okay, is Jasmine, Jasmine bedded down? No, she's not. <laughs> I've had to give up and pass over to uh, to Rach. Yeah, uh, we were just talking a little bit about the Tigger tour because I was trying to get I was trying to get that dirty bit of gossip about Steve asking asking Billy like. Where now, or whatever it was. <laughs> that, that was what the rumor was. But Steve doesn't remember when I've asked him about it. So I thought. Where maybe... did the rumor start from then? No, there was definitely something that happened. Like Steve was like, So do you want to, you know, do you want to take the lead or something for a bit? Like, no, Steve, because like, I don't know where we are, basically. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be lost if you followed me. <laughs> Didn't Steve once get lost? Was it you and Steve who got lost? Uh, um, not lost, but went the wrong way at Bamford. Yeah. Burbage Skyline. Oh, oh was when 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 Steve was disqualified. Yeah, were you there that day? Oh, I remember that. Um, Joe Walfield won it, didn't he? In the end, 
Yeah. Yeah. Bullish shenanigans. <laughs> what happened? Why did he get disqualified? I think. I think they went the wrong way. I think they either didn't go to a checkpoint or went out of bounds or something. But he was very upset about it. <laughs> I heard he got caught in a compromising position with a grouse. <laughs> a nesting bird. In, in nesting season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not welcome at Burby Skyline anymore after that. That's just no. banned for life. Definitely want to start off by asking you two about the um, the uh, English champ season and well, like how it all this. how it all went down. And so I thought it'd be good to give the listeners a bit of context and it, hey, explain that you two were first and second English champion and English number two champion, and uh, <laughs> and the. Um, and actually what the English Championship is. Maybe we'll start with that. So, boys, did, does one of you want to explain kind of how the English Championship works? Yeah, don't uh, Well, it's, it's, is it six races? It's no, there's six, yeah, there's six races to choose from. Two small, two medium, two long. And then you have to do one of each. And then... Is it your best four? Best four, yeah. yeah. So you could do a short, medium, a long, and then whatever your other best result is. And then you get points the way you finish. And they're spread throughout the year, aren't they? The first one's kind of like in the spring. The last one's generally in the autumn. But last year was a bit different because of COVID. They were in like a really short, short space of time over the summer. Yeah, it was super condensed. I mean, when when did Enderdale start? Was that... End of April, April, I think. End of April. And then the last one was October, but both of us didn't actually do the last one. So it was the last one. The last one was the South Min Tours. Oh yeah. The long one, but we'd already done a long one and it clashed with the home international. But yeah. do you remember it got to the point, Dan, where I needed to do the last race in order to win? But you could have beat me in order to win the champ still. And we both yeah. wanted to do the home international. <laughs> so um, what someone else could have snuck in with a win at I think uh, it was actually. I think if I'd won by like I can't remember what it was like three places or something, beat you by three places, then I could have drawn with you, I think. It wasn't I don't yeah, I don't think it was going to happen, but it was enough to make you do the race. I mean, we'll we'll talk about this a bit later. It's unbelievable <laughs> how the fact that uh, so Billy and Dan, if you've not heard of them, they run for the same club, Matlock. You guys have been friends for years, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, just unbelievable how close they're in sort of standards. You both are. As bell runners, so it, like, uh, could it have gone either way, or have one of you? If you talk us through how the season went, Billy, did you have like an early lead and stick to it, or did did you kind of like share the did, did the lead kind of go this way and that way? How did yeah. it all go down? I mean, going back quite a long time, 
I started running quite a bit before Dan and then Dan kind of hopped onto the fell running scene after I'd been doing it for about two or three years and Dan just yeah. picked it up so quickly. And before you know it, he's like up there and like beating me in what seemed like no time at all. Like I'd been doing it for a few years and, and then, yeah, Dan comes on the scene and he's like absolutely smashing it. And... Um, yeah, did quite a lot of training together. And even before the champs, we did like, do you remember doing the Hellbellon Triathlon, Dan? And yeah, yeah. We'd done so many races where we'd just been neck and neck for so much of it. The same with Harry Holmes as well. Like, yeah, we'd always another Matlock, Matlock runner. <laughs> Is he still at Matlock? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's still, uh, yeah, hard at it. Yeah. Like, really hard at it. <laughs> Except, yeah, um, and yeah, we just ended up like being in this Matlock train and just almost moved together as a group. Yeah. And um, even in the Helvellyn Triathlon, like, I don't know what it is, but because we seemed to train together, like, we did the bike leg of the triathlon, obviously separate, but over like a, what, 40-mile bike ride, our times were like within like seconds of each other. And, uh, yeah, it was just weird, just the fact that, yeah, we were pretty much neck and neck. And then going into the, what have we just been, the 2021 season? Yeah. Like, obviously, no one knew how training had gone through, like, a year of COVID. Yeah. So, um, come Ennardale, everyone was like, you know, how are you, how's everyone going to be? You know, you've no idea yeah. what the standard's going to be. You've, you've got a rough idea that you're fairly fit. Yeah, and you both um, kind of... Over the last couple of seasons, you've both kind of steadily moved to the front of these big championship races, haven't you? Yeah, like really steadily. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem that steady from the outside. It's pretty, pretty impressive from the outside, but yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> You so, yeah, basically, a steady rise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we get in the top 10. I think your kind of breakthrough one was at Club Head, wasn't it, Dan, when you came third? Um, yeah, that was a bit, I uh, know, like, surprise one, really. When, I don't can't remember how long ago that was. Was it three or four? That years was ago? Um, 2018, I think. Yeah. yeah. I know that because I think I was 103rd. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an almighty slog of a climb and just yeah. a rough, steep descent, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think when we got to the top of that climb, because it was, it was really hot, wasn't it? And we got to the top of the climb and it was like in quite a good position. Like, well, I wasn't, I wasn't too far back. And then we ran off the top and like people were just taking, not like, it's, you can't really take that bad a line off it. But they're like going onto the coach road rather than going straight down the steep yeah. bit. And yeah. I was like, oh shit, I'm in third. And then when you're in that when you're in that position, like, and you've never been anywhere near that before, you, you yeah, you'll do everything you can not to let it go. And that yeah. like, you, I remember everyone at the end of the race because the the road was so steep and it was so hot that everyone's heels just like peeled off the feet afterwards, didn't they? Yeah, I remember. And everyone sat in the river afterwards. Didn't Rob Hope tickle a trout there? <laughs> that's news to me I'm sure someone yeah. he put his hand under the water and then just 
while he's cooling down and just flipped a trout out onto the side of the river. <laughs> That's amazing. That's also <laughs> such a fell running thing to happen, isn't it? Yeah, that was his, that was his tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so back to Ennerdale, you kind of like you 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 both uh, you've been training well, you've been steadily rising up through the ranks. You kind of got some hopes, had you, or were you kind of genuinely not sure about how things would go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I like. Love- uh, Sorry, Dan. Go on, go on. Go on, on, you go. (laughs) (laughs) Is this what it's like at the front of races between you two, by (laughs) the way? When we get to a style as well. Yeah, we are. We've had it before. It's like, after you, after you, and then we're like, this is a race, isn't it? It's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think when when we did Annadale, um, like we went around it not that long before it, didn't we? We went around maybe like three weeks before or something. And it was red up, wasn't it? And then I remember thinking, like, if we got around on that day all right, then we'd be fine in the race. Well, obviously, we're going to go faster in the race, but we were out for, for like five or six hours and it was absolutely roasting. And um so like, well, yeah, I was confident we were going to get around all right. And then I think we set off an all right pace, didn't we? I think we, I remember on that track on the way out, we we're like, just don't get stuck too far back there. And then suddenly, like, you're like, oh, we're at the front. And then yeah. you, you caught up. What's the first climb? Is it? Uh, Great Bourne. Yeah. And going up there, I remember you popped out next to us, and there was a bit of a group. And then you just put the throttle down straight away over the tops. And then I think there was me, you, and Brennan one. Was it me and Brennan? Then Joe and Chris, Joe to Dan and Chris Richards were not far behind as well, and we were taking all kinds of like dodgy lines, weren't we? Like dropping too low, like trying to skirt around the tops, and like coming out like next to the fence when we needed to be like higher up and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and every then... single game that we'd make from running fast was like <laughs> lost through our route choice. We'd just like look up the hill and just see Brennan taking this like. What love immaculate line. We're just like, yeah, we should be up there. But yeah, we were just I think yeah, we ran off the hot off the top pretty hard. And then it was just weird, like just turning around and there just being like one less runner, then another one. And then before you know it, it was just me and you, wasn't it? We were like, Yeah, oh, we got what is it black is it black back time? Is that Annadale? Uh yeah. I think might not be right wrong. The, yeah, but the, that, yeah, yeah. There was like, the, that was me, you, and Brendan wanted, and then I think Brendan started getting cramped going up Great uh, Green Gable, and then you were like, "We need to like make an effort now," and I was like, I'm... "At this point, Dan said to Billy, I'm feeling mightily fatigued. Must we really run harder, dear Bill?'" Already, like. Well, we make like, let's just keep going. You're like, no, no, no. Like, Brennan's dropping off a bit. We can make a gap. And then we did, because he had to, I think he had to stop and stretch a bit. And then we got to that, what's the bit? The gully off Red, Red Screw. Is it Red Screws? No, it's uh, off Green Gable. That bit is, it is Red Oh, screw. yeah, Windy Gap. That's it, yeah. And then we dropped, you're like, let's get to there and make sure we've got a gap. And then we'll just drop off there, because they might not know that line down the screw. And uh, and then we were doing that Moses trod underneath 
Great Gable and we were like, we're in first and second, like, what we do doing? Yeah, it was weird. We were like looking at each other like, oh crap, this is like, yeah, it's going to like come between me and you now and like just didn't really expect it going in. I think we'd had a conversation before saying like, we should definitely be top three in this now. Yeah. And um, yeah, then it got to the point where stupidly we were going up like uh, one of them and I was trying to push on from you, wasn't I? And you could just hear me like asking hikers that, is this the top of Haycock? Which way is it to top of Kirk Fell? Like, we were going like, we were kind of taking like the indirect path, weren't we? Because we were like sticking on the footpath and then it and it just wasn't the quickest route, was it? And then you were, yeah, you were asking everyone where the top was. <laughs> So you knew the route really well, and you did well, well, well recce it. <laughs> We'd recce it like about three weeks before, but when we got to the top of Kirkfell, there was someone with a, a jug of water on there, and you you probably had about twenty seconds on me, and he was like, "I was like, can I have some water, please?" And he's like, "Open your bottle, and I'll put it in the bottle." I was like, "I'm not waiting for the for that. You'll be gone by that." So I was like, just pour it in, just pour it in. And he was a bit like, eh. <laughs> He's like looking like, that's not what he's for. I was like, go on. And then so he's just like pouring this big jug of water into my mouth, like <laughs> just flagging all over my face. And and then um and then he um and then yeah, we, we were you you had got a gap going up. I can't remember which one's which now. Um I kept on getting a mini gap and then you just bring it back with just my stupid route choice. You were like, you were going like to the top of hills that you didn't need to go to the top of. And then I'd be like below you, like just watching you like make bad choices, but (laughs) not, not, um, not be good enough to tell you. You're too far away to tell you, to be honest. And then, Uh, yeah, that was it. You're too far away. And then when we were along the, the wall, like we just started descending down to wherever it is. And uh, you is it this style? Is it this style? Is it this style? <laughs> sound like a, sound like a night out, really. You sound like two drunks lost. <laughs> Trying to find your keys. <laughs> I'm sure I put it here somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, so, so disorganised, I think. And then we did kind of figure out, like, we got to the last hill and then we just knew that it was kind of coming down between me and you. And um, Yeah, but right. remember, Brennan, sorry to interrupt, but Brennan had caught up as well again by then, hadn't he? He literally had, like, closed quite a big gap and caught us right at the bottom of the last hill. Well, you had been lying down and someone pour water in your mouth while Billy had been touring talking <laughs> to hikers. I mean, you're yeah. showing a great level of the top of the uh, English bell <laughs> running uh, <laughs> prime here. <laughs> there's, that, there's, that, there's that start. I can't, is it Cragfell, the last one? Or Crag? Yeah, I think Cragfell or Cragfell. Uh... The, there's that style at the bottom of that. And as soon as you see the style, like one you've actually got to like properly climb over, you're like, ah. Oh. This is gonna, you know, you know, you're gonna cramp up, and I'd got over it and did cramp up a tiny bit. It wasn't like I didn't stop, but you know, when you're like away, you're cramping up, and you're like, oh, this, 
could be dangerous territory. <laughs> and then Brennan had caught behind and he really cramped. I've, this is what I remember. I might be wrong, but I think he really cramped up there. And then you went, Billy, then didn't you? And then you, I think you put about two or three minutes into us at the end. Yeah, I remember that single track and you'd got to the gate before me. I was like, right, I was behind. I was like, I'm just going to hop over this single track, overtake and then just push on. And I remember as soon as I did this little sidestep, my car just went like a yeah. like a piano string or something. And, um, and literally just didn't set in that much that, you know, because when cramp sets in, it's fully game over, isn't it? When it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, managed to get to the top, and oh, just a such a good feeling to uh, to actually win like an English Championship race. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Good day. It was good. Did you have a, a bit of a party afterwards, or um, or are you kind of are you are you guys so sort of dedicated to the training that? I've heard, tales of, I've heard tales of cigars after the fell running relays. I've, <laughs> I've heard all sorts of yeah. boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did we, we do what, after? I don't, we normally do something quite good after a champ's race. It's normally... I'd, 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 it'd probably been spoons in Keswick, I think. Would I'd put a bet on. Or spooning each other. Just spooning <laughs> in the town centre part of the new spot. <laughs> With your spoons Weatherspoons. <laughs> I've got a Weatherspoons voucher, which is pretty good. Yeah? Thanks. Is that a prize of the race, or is that something you just have in your locker, Dan? No, my sister got it me for Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> so, are you guys quite evenly matched then? On like, do you, do you, is one of you better at short races, one of you better at long races, or are you kind of like the same across all the different because it's, you know, in a, for some of our listeners won't know that, you know, the Ennerdale is what, three hours, something like that? Um, uh, is it three and a half or is it two and a half? Three and a half. Is it three? Yeah, it must be three and a half. It's, it's like, 23 miles, miles, 23 miles, about 7,004. Yeah, long old race. Yeah, and then another championship race might be five miles, four miles even. So there's like a real different demand on the on the body of doing them and are you are you guys the same like is one of you better at a, a certain type of race or I, kind of I, I don't i don't know if it's backed up but i would definitely would in a long race i'd definitely expect you to absolutely walk me well i think at three peaks like last time at three peaks you had me at three peaks didn't you but um oh, yeah. i mean three peaks is just uh it's a weird fell race, isn't it? Have you guys done it before? No, Jamie has. Jamie cried off after three peaks, didn't he? Ballot never wanted to do it again, I think. Yeah, he says it's his experience. worst experience running. And the runner. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Is it the runnable bits in between? Is that what? Yeah, I, I think, think he went hardcore on the runnable bit, didn't he? I think he went, yeah. I think he went hard on the, on the, on the actual running and then didn't leave himself any energy to go up the hills at the end. We had a... Um... We had like a like a peloton when we was it the last time we did it? There was me. It was the Matlock train, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah, 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 we had the Matlock train. We had who do we have on board? We had Conley. Harry Holmes as the conductor. Dan mm. Conley is ticket boy. 
Phil Marsden uh, is the conductor. Phil Marsden is the conductor. You were on the you were just on cleaning duties on toilets. <laughs> I was taking the uh, wind. You were taking yeah yeah. Taking a lot of wind. <laughs> 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 yeah, but then yeah, that was good because we were like we were probably in like the flying V formation, weren't we? Like, like passing each other gels, like they were like relay batons. Like, can't slow down, get to stay in formation. <laughs> Do you reckon it helps having you know your your mate with you at the front of these races? You know, you've talked in the about in Ennerdale about having a chat with each other and saying, right, let's you know, let's drop. Let's all let's put in a bit of effort now and see if we can get a gap. Do you think that's? Do you think psychologically it helps, or is it more yeah. about you're kind of pushing each other on? It's yeah, um, it's a weird one because we've always been like I consider us almost like a team in a race for some reason. I'd say you do as well a bit, Dan. But towards the end of the champs, where it kind of got to a point where it was either me or you. And I remember you went and wreckied Black Boom, which was the last one that we did, and didn't tell me that you wreckied it. <laughs> went behind my back. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so you knew the lads, but you weren't quite happy to show me because I hadn't wreckied it. And I was at uh, my girlfriend's sister's wedding, and I literally managed to do Houdini before the ceremony, disappear off in the car, drive drive down and uh, do the race and yeah I thought that you looked quite confident knowing where you were going and there's a like a few of the people like jogging about like they didn't quite know where they're going and then come on to the descent and uh, I was trying to catch you up on the descent because you were climbing better than me on that day and then then we came onto like a single track and I remember you taking up most of the track and I just like hit you with some momentum. I just barred straight into you. <laughs> <laughs> like the gloves were off that day. It was like it was none of the gate opening that we're used to doing in the Derbyshire life. No, after you. No, nah. after you. <laughs> showed our true, showed our true colours then. Showed our ugly yeah. side. The competitiveness came came out. I think um, I, I rationalised it to myself. Well, you weren't going to do it, were you, that one? And then the the chances of me actually coming ahead of you in the championship was pretty small, I think, like at that point. Um, so, yeah, I just thought I'd fight dirty. But my <laughs> my um, rationale, like my justification was that I reckoned, I reckoned the route, like literally before I went to bed the night before in the van. So I thought, well, I know where I'm going, but I've done the route like 12 hours before the race. So, yeah, I really was hoping then like that it was going to be my justification was like two years ago. I made you a cup of tea and uh, (laughs) yeah, you never thanked me for it. (laughs) You never thanked me for it. And then <laughs> uh, you came in and just had yourself to my Twitch. You would always come like that. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> but yeah, then, and then yeah, the, yeah, so coming off that trap, someone had put like some, I went and wrecked it the night before, and someone told me that it was a little pile of stones because there was like a checkpoint 
that wasn't really in a place that you'd expect it to be. Like you were sort of about to head right back down to the start. But then the checkpoint was like, it was about 200 meters, 300 meters off the path to the right, like just in the middle of nowhere. And it, and it was like hidden in some little hollows and stuff. So you wouldn't have expected it to have been down there. And so I can't remember who told me, but someone told me the night before that there was a pile of stones next to the trod to the checkpoint. So I saw that when I was wrecking it, and there was a little pile of stones that someone obviously set, like, set up for themselves as a little, uh, well, thing yeah. And um, then, yeah, because Chris Richards was a bit ahead of us, wasn't he? And then he, you caught up with him when you overtook me, and then just as you overtook me, that pile of stones turned up, and... I was like, oh, right, I'm going to turn right here and they're not going to turn right here. And again, you were just too far away for me to shout for you. And, um, <laughs> but then I took the trot and I think you must have, one of you looked back and then you realised that you'd gone a bit too late. And then we were all together again at the last checkpoint. And then, like you say, yeah, and Chris went off from the last checkpoint. We literally did at the same time, I think. And then... I just wrecked the last line in the morning warming up just through the bracken because it was, isn't there's probably not that much in it, but there was enough like if you just went through a bit of bracken that was too thick that it would, it would cost you a, a few seconds. And obviously, if you're neck and neck a few seconds is the difference between position. And um, then, yeah, Chris just stayed too high to his left. And then you said to me, do you know where you're going? And I was like, no, and I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then so then we then I parted the bracken for you, and then uh, we went down, and then as soon as it got to like a little steep drop, you just nicked it in front. I was like, nah, that's it, you've gone. But and then I'm um, lucky um, um, for Chris, he'd like dropped off a little bit, and then we're like, oh, well, we finished one and two, that's good. And then we got to the finish, and uh, Nathan from Ilkley, he was already finished. And we're like, where the bloody hell have you come from? And we're like, oh, like, well, well done. But then we're like, oh, I thought we were first and second. He was spraying the champagne when we got down. Yeah. <laughs> and then realised that he hadn't been to the last checkpoint. He just, like, gunned it straight down the main track. <laughs> Not gone to the last checkpoint. And Ooh. I'm sure, yeah, we get no. like, oh, shit, I thought I'd won that. And then you were like, Hey, you you haven't been to the last checkpoint. He's <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, I haven't. Did he run back up? Shows your, shows your print out. Shows your print out. Uh-huh. Oh, I know that. That must have been right. Rubbish, really. Yeah. But... Can you imagine the feeling. Oh. Through the races, take us so so. First one was Annadale, and that was Billy first, Dan second. Yeah. Then you went into. Blancathra, two weeks later. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people hadn't done Ennardale two weeks before. And obviously it was two weeks, but still. Yeah. Was it that close? I'm pretty sure it was two weeks, yeah, because we had a bit of time to get a wreck in. And um, you climbed really well. You were up there. I was climbing like a sack of potatoes. And um, there was a really good field there, like, it almost seemed like everyone was there. And yeah. um, 
yeah, it's a pretty gung-ho descent, isn't it? It's a really long climb and then like just a really, really fast descent with one last kick up uh, Soother fell. And, yeah. Uh, I remember just catching you on the, literally, on that last really, really bad bit of descent, like really rough, nice. really steep. And it's even like, um, there's there's like a segment there on the, um, you're diving at the top and then obviously you're diving at the finish. And it's only like a, what, couple of minutes um, this segment is. And well, yeah. if you're good at running, if you're good at steep descent, like on that, or if you're a bit more not good, the difference over that, even though it's not very far, the difference can be quite a lot in time, can't it? Yeah, I remember. I remember coming past you, and you just like forgot what you said, um, <laughs> or I won't repeat it when I came back. Because <laughs> I'm guessing you were thinking, right? I just need to stay in front of Bill to like. To be that was, we where I don't we were we weren't at the front of that. Well, we were, we weren't. I mean, Jacob Adkin broke the record on that, didn't he? Yeah. And obviously, he's unreal at climbing. Well, he's unreal at running, and so he, I think he was well ahead by the top anyway. And then I think again was with Chris and Joe. But it was a bit claggy at the top, wasn't it? We weren't quite sure where we were going. And then I had a good battle with Chris and Joe down there, and then. Then we got to the dip where everyone was shouting and Martin, Martin Mickelson Barron was just losing his mind supporting. <laughs> like, yeah, it some, like, insane support. He punched me on the back. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he actually punched me on the back as I came. Like, he was, he was getting that into it. It's like those um, spectators of the Tour de France. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> but then yeah you and then that bit yeah that last bit suit felt suit fell super fell over and yeah like it's, well you said already you just came past and i was like oh bollocks so <laughs> you went did you finish fourth was it in that i think i finished uh fourth, fourth. i can't maybe was it fourth or fifth i can't it was jacob jacob chris just Chris. the may you then it was either me or Joe. I can't remember which way around it was. Yeah, I know I finished third in that. I think I think I might have been fifth. Yeah, again, unbelievably close between the pair of you. And so, what was the net? What after Blaine Kafka? Was it Alderman's ascent after that? Uh, I think it. Or was yeah. I think it was Alderman's Ascent, wasn't it? Is that the short one? Yeah. That was the short one, yeah. And that was that was also an England trial. Yeah. Uh, but it was so, so hard, like. Yeah, horrendous. Yeah. You, I remember, like, the bit, because you go up over one hill, down to the other side of, like, the, um, down where this reservoir is, and then up, back up this steep climb, I remember you could actually feel the heat reflecting, like, from the ground. And, yeah. like, it was just as much as, like, yeah, it didn't almost come down to, like, a running race. It was just, yeah, like, if could. you could, like, manage the heat. And it was, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and how did it finish between you two at that one? Uh, I, I, I can't. You, you, were you third in it? I was third in that one. I remember you dying. yeah. You quite uh, like the heat, don't you? Right? 
Yeah, yeah, I do tend to go all right in the heat, actually. But um, so yeah, I think you, yeah, you faded, but you were well up there to the first bit, and then I think that just that second climb where it's it that, just, that horrible like, descent off the part one that 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 is just it's not that long of a descent, but it's proper rough, and it's it's like the kind of it's not like it's the kind of a way like feel like you're just going to put your leg down like a rabbit hole or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like jumping off rocks fun kind of rough. It's like... Just ankle breaking. Yeah, proper ankle snapper. But I got to the bottom there, I was like, oh, I'm actually in a good place. I, thought I might have even been with you at the bottom, I think. On the other side. And did damn break turn to go back up and, and you're like, all oh, right. Dan said he was very tired. So that's the end of the race. <laughs> You know, and you're like, there's not, it, there was no like decision making process. It was just like, oh, that's yeah. And so after those three, are you kind of, are you kind of thinking to yourself, Billy, that you might have it in the bag, or is it still a long way to go? Um, well, at this point, because uh, I was in first, but this was basically because Jacob hadn't done a long race yet. Right. So, Dan was sat in second. I mean, we were quite away, I think, in front, like first and second. And then it just kind of depended on, I think, if Jacob was to do a long race. And obviously there was Kentmere still, which Kentmere is, is such a good race. It's like... Um, oh, it's brilliant, like, isn't it? Yeah, it's proper classic. And it's... It's a proper runnable one as well, isn't it? Like, there's good, yeah. fast sections and, uh, yeah, a bit of everything. Um, and I think you were just behind me at that one, weren't you? Yeah, that was it. I think we sped, we sped out quite a bit in that one. I think that was one where, at the start, we were like, on the track, let's get to the front. And then we were like, let's slow Jacob and Chris down because they're going to just destroy us on the climb. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a, what is it like forty minute climb or something up to High Street? Mm. It's, a, it's something like that anyway. And like they, those two just unreal at climbing. So we're like, if we get to the front and slow them down for the first mile, but then obviously as soon as you're on the fell, that doesn't work because it can just go around you. And then um, yeah, then I they think, just disappear. I think Jacob broke through like pretty much straight away. I think he realised what we we're doing, and then like. In hindsight, because <laughs> Jacob and Chris like disappeared off and had a battle on their own, and then there was me in no man's land, and then you a bit further back. But yeah, Jacob. Yeah, I was in. I was in no man's land. I got. I got caught up eventually. Then yeah, Jacob broke the record, didn't he? Yeah. So I imagine if he would have missed out by like two seconds or something, and then we just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your shenanigans at the start would have cost him. Yeah. <laughs> um and so that what that's four out of four out of six and then you said you didn't do the last one or you did no. do the but what no I missed the last one to do yeah, the home so international just... which was right i think it also doubled up as a trial was it a trial for something yeah it was a trial for the up and down for the world yeah eventually in thailand yeah. but then that got uh postponed um, so then what was the final race you guys did? What was the fifth one? Or did you that do was, not? That was Black Coombe, the one where... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where 
yeah. We went through the bracken and just yeah. nipped ahead. That was the showdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, got so what do you what do you two put your kind of put that improvement? You call it steady. Um, probably is. Yeah, probably like been a few years, hasn't it? But of, of gradual improvement. But you know, I remember Billy, you when you were younger racing like all the peak district races and your brother being there as well and yeah. uh you know you were a really good runner then but you know th- th- there were still a few like punters like franklin up and up around where you were i've so actually looked, i've actually looked back to the first race that i knew of billy i looked it up today so it was like uh, i think 2018 2017 something like that bradwell i've looked at yeah. the results yeah billy, billy came third and yeah. he came past me on the last descent, which is now what, you know, we, we, we've, we've heard you're pretty good at descending. And you would have gone past me and just deflated me. I, I, <laughs> I, I finished fifth and I saw you up ahead and I was like, ah, oh, he's even got the hair that I used to have as well. Like it was just heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> this younger, faster, yeah, full full head of mop just came whizzing past <laughs> me and I was like oh that guy and yeah you came third and I uh I, I got passed as well and ended up in fifth I was just like just broken from it we had a good battle as well up um up Wind Hill do you remember that yeah I'm sure that, I'm sure that was one of the first races I remember racing against you and yeah I'm sure we climbed most of it together didn't we or did we run yeah, yeah. the descent yet? no I think you're right yeah we were quite close on that and then yeah. was one so yeah, so how do you go from from, from racing Charlie Baker? Yeah, exactly. To the <laughs> <laughs> to, to <laughs> I go pissed around in those regions. <laughs> what do you put Maybe it's more about what Charlie's done wrong. <laughs> You've got a series of that. <laughs> Dan, what would you put it down to after after your uh, absolute stormer? Um, What's the question? Where's your progress yeah. come from, really, is what we're saying. Uh, <laughs> what do you uh, just Shall I start? Yeah, Billy, you've got it. You've got it, mate. I think the fact that no, we don't do crazy training and just the fact that year on year we've just had steady improvements and no big injuries or major setbacks touch wood. And I think, you know, it's better having these gentle nudges in the right direction than these you know massive sessions where you think right this is what I need to do that's what so and so is doing and then you know it's yeah like I say these gentle nudges and because these big sessions you know you're only going to get setbacks from them and then you get in certain time off whereas these you know little inc- little improvements here and there just add up eventually don't they and um consistency yeah. yeah consistency yeah. yeah it's really interesting it's something i'm i'm just discovering in my at the, as i turn 40 i'm just discovering that this is the way uh, <laughs> and i've just um i've got myself a bit of coaching because i'm so time poor i'm like i just need someone to tell me what to do i'm so bad at training and I, i've got the first schedule through i'm like this is all really easy but it's the it's the cumulative effect of like none of the sessions are, are breaking me, but as a result, I'm able to 
you know, run the next day, recover well, hit the next session really well, you know, do my long run and feel okay rather than feeling broken from the session earlier in the week or whatever it is. Consistency and just like keeping it going. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I think we like say about doing sessions and stuff like, um, just from reading stuff, um, like running related stuff, not just anything that <laughs> you can, that you kind of pick up on the idea that you don't have to, like you've said already, you don't have to absolutely trash yourself in any session, really. And I can't remember, it might, it might be the, is it the Jack Daniels book, maybe, that he's like, you have, you can like, look back on a session and be like oh that was an A grade that was a B grade that was a C grade so like you're not going to do many A grade sessions because you you that's just not how it works because you'll be tired or whatever um, and also like I don't for me like just not like in general just not absolutely destroying it myself in a session like if you did like reps or something like I would think like oh, I need to be running at like my five k pace for like a mile rep, and I, like I, I don't really know what I'm talking about. So like someone might be listening to this and what the hell are you on about? But I, don't worry, no one's gonna. <laughs> we've only got about. Five no, minutes. Minutes. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, like if like I'd rather do like say twelve weeks of structured training where I go a bit slower. And actually do most of it, then yeah. be like, oh, I need to run for what forty for a mile or whatever. Um and yeah, I guess just maybe go a bit off feel rather than just and running to a pace at different like intensities, like finding out what pace you should be running at to like yeah. work on different energy systems, like find out what pace you should be doing your threshold. Uh, yeah, it's probably slower than think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, you can gauge it a lot better on the flat and on track than you can, like, on the fells and stuff. But if you've got heart rate monitoring, you know, you can you can gauge it that way. And um, and yeah, I forgot where I was going with this one, but um... <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> it's it's also it's another thing about not going overboard, isn't it? You know what you're doing in a in a session you know that you you know whatever you're doing a lactate threshold type session and so you're not going at your all out like 100% pace and yeah just to have something yeah left in reserve like you said earlier Dan like you know like an A grade session you know you're not going to be doing that very often but when you do you've almost kind of got to respect that it has been that type of session and that you really do need to take a few easy days to absorb and recover from it as opposed to just thinking yeah that was a great session like let's let's hit it hard tomorrow again you know it's taking a few down days and realizing that it is the recovery and the rest that's actually making you stronger as opposed to you know the impact of that session itself has has moving to the lake district helped billy oh yeah without a doubt i mean it's like uh (laughs) It's um, it's just so inspiring. You could just go out running for like hours, and you know, we say it quite often. Like we don't tend to drive out to different spots too much, but even if we ride our bike like ten minutes down, you just get a completely different like landscape to run in, and you can just be out for hours. Whereas you know, say a marathon runner, you know, you're not going to be stomping the roads for like four hours, but 
in you could just be in the fells for five hours quite happily and yeah it doesn't feel like you've completely trashed yourself yeah brilliant um i was going to ask as well so dan you've obviously well actually not obviously people may not know you've just done a kind of a cross-country season that's yeah. gone unbelievably well does it Thank from you. the outside it seems like that are you happy with how it's gone yeah, yeah, yeah. Really surprised how it's gone. It's been, yeah. I, 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 I've had a good year last year, or when was it last year? Whenever it was last on, and you know, you're like, oh, I'm never going to top that. So yeah, to, I'd, have, I was, I'd have been happy if I'd just like done the same as I've done the year before. But yeah, did a bit better. So I was really happy with that. <laughs> what, a bit better. What were you most, yeah. yeah, good. Sorry, Charlie. You go. I'm going to say a bit better because I was talking. I'd be like. Yeah, I was down there in at Parliament Hill, like supporting it, and it was quite funny because I'd made these little cardboard banners with like Dan Howarth and uh, Josh Williams on, and like people were like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "Oh well, uh, these are my mates." And like, um, and I said, "Dan's actually like, because because it's mental." Because uh, <laughs> I decided I'd place myself at the top of this hill where it was just like thirty meters wide of mud, and just like you know, it's a, it was a second big climb. And I'm standing there waiting. I'm thinking, well, it'd be nice to see Dan come through in about sort of top twenty. And I'm hoping he's, you know, he's gone off steady, and and he'll like, you know, I, I hope I'll spot him. And these lads come around the corner. I'm like, right, so there's a white vest. There's a white. That's a that's a blue vest, like right up at the very front, like gunning it, just giving it all up the hill. And I'm waving my little cardboard placard, and he's got no idea that I'm there because he's just totally in the zone just like gone hard from the start and I and then I've legged it across to another point of the course and I've turned turned this bloke you know like I am supporting my mate Dan and he's actually like already like right up at the front and he's like who's that I've I've never heard of him and I said yeah he came third up at the Northerns and like he's he's, you know he started strong and he goes yeah I've never heard of him I mean it's most likely these things go to form and it was just like the whole afternoon was like I was running around Parliament Hill trying to get to good spots to watch it and all these people just like who's that like (laughs) they're naming like all the front runners and then they're just like who's that lad and there's just Dan like just like giving it like beans just like right at the top of the front end of it so I'm sure Dan can tell it better but there was just something nice even the guy uh, on the intercom at the end was like <laughs> and Dan uh, I don't know he got your last name completely wrong didn't he like Horowitz or something I don't know <laughs> grandson of Vladimir Horowitz yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we were watching it on the, um, uh, the live stream as well yeah. and um, yeah it was just funny seeing the uh, commentator kind of scratching around for information just to try and find who this guy was like <laughs> up there with the big dogs and uh yeah you could almost hear him typing away like right okay we need to get this guy and then, yeah it was coming out with Dan Hayworth Dan uh, well I don't know why they always seem to get your name wrong don't they like we've been at prize giving it's like and Ron Haywood has broken the record for certain <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is with your name um, but yeah, it was it, it it was well yeah Parliament Hill. Well, to be honest, like before that, like the Northerns went way better than I thought they would. 
And I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have tried to go off that hard at Parliament Hill if the Northerns hadn't gone well. I, I did blow up, well, pretty much blow up at the Northerns, but, um, but I ended up in third still, which, like, I think, I, can't remember, I think I came 11th at it before, um, which, again, that was like, I never thought I'd get better than that. So, yeah, the Northerns was, it, it was really windy, wasn't it? It was on that at Pontefract on the race courses, and it was proper windy, like, like ridiculously windy and the first mile or two was into the wind and everyone was kind of bunched together everyone's like sizing each other up billy got into a bit of a punch up in in the uh, first mile and had to sort that out first and then and then we just it just you disappeared off when things started heating up yeah <laughs> it just it, it just didn't seem like it was I'd, and like this is not to sound like a knob, but it just didn't seem like it was going as fast as it could have been. So I was like, um, it, you know, it feels like people are almost like pussyfooting around a bit, like everyone, because everyone, it felt like everyone was just waiting for someone else to go on the front because it was so windy. And I just thought, if I make an effort now, everyone will come with me who wants to go faster. So I surged and then literally no one came with me at all. And I turned around and I was like, oh, bollocks. <laughs> so I'd like quite a sizable like thing because no one no one followed me. So it was like a little breakaway by myself for like the first I think it was the it was almost two laps. It was just before the end of the second lap that um it was Nigel Martin and Hugo from Derby. They they both caught up on that lap and then I was like, oh I knew it was gonna happen, but um, but I was like, oh, God, I might still come in top five, and then I was still in, I was in top three, and then just hung on. Um, but I didn't hang on to them, but I hung on to the position. So that was that was good. And then so I thought going into the national, I thought I'll just go as um, go as hard as I can, like from the gun. And it starts on a big hill, a big muddy hill. So like for a fell runner, like or well for somebody like we're running the hills like like the Peter shit as well. It's, it's the perfect start, really. So I thought it, everyone's going to go off really fast up the first hill, but if because we're used to running up hills, like, hopefully it won't take as much out of us. I got to the top of the first hill at Parliament Hill and was like, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm cooked already. But <laughs> yeah, held on to um, is it Zach, Zach and Mohammed, Mohammed, two brothers who. Um, obviously unreal runners and like I know how good they are as well so when you're running next to people you know how good they are you're a bit like oh, what am I doing <laughs> but, I did, but I, did, I did have the confidence that I could I would be able to the mud wouldn't I, I didn't think the mud or the hills would slow me down that wouldn't be the problem it'd just be like the speed you know like where the mud and the hills might slow down a really fast runner yeah um, like they'd slow me down I don't think they'd slow me down to the same sort of ratio if that's the right word yeah no that makes sense and then, yeah, yeah just... amazing to be mixing it it wasn't the lad who was third um the olympic triathlete and, he, and not just a, um, like, uh, yeah. yeah yeah that was, yeah, that was funny actually because on the, i think it must have been the last lap um i think i was in you were fifth i think going i was in fourth yeah, I can't. I can't remember. Yeah, no. Going into the final lap, I think just before the final lap, I think 
everyone was going, oh, go on, Alex, go on, Alex. I was like, bloody hell, this Alex is popular. And then I thought it was Alex Edeke from Chesterfield. I thought, oh, man, someone else from Derbyshire's having a good run. Yeah. And then it was Alex Yee came past. I was like, oh, shit. Um, so that was, yeah, that was funny. And and he what he what was good when he went past is everyone who like because we started overtaking by laughing people by that point and it was really muddy and everyone was all the other people who were laughing were running like not on the route they were running off off you know on the other side of the tape where it was just they're basically just running on the park which whether it's right or wrong I don't know but um, but Alex he did he did stay in the muddiest bit the whole way so I thought like. He's just made a break past him. Like he's not—he's not trying to make it too easy for himself. Like he's actually sticking on the route, which no one else was doing. So that's pretty good to see him doing that. Um, and they had just got just got sprinted by um, by Nigel Martin again, right at the end. And I was—he runs to Bristol. I can't remember his name. Jack Miller, I think. So yeah. So there was only a few seconds between like. Was like the fourth to seventh, yeah, fourth to me. There was only like four seconds, and then Joe Stewart was just behind me. Who's uh, he's a good mountain runner, so although he, I think he came second at the national winners at uh, Woolerton, which is pretty unreal as well. But I think he likes the mud as well and the hills, so yeah, no, it's good. It was uh, amazing, proper surprise. And if you got so, what's the plan for this year? Are you both going to do fell racing again, or like Dan, are you going to do more of the kind of you know the more like like regular athletics, I guess? Or what's your future? Yeah, fell for me, fell running and a bit of the mountain running. I hope I'll, I'll do the GB trials and see how I get on there. Well, it's super, super competitive uh, I'm going to do the three peaks uh, which is the trial for the Euros uh, and hopefully have a good one there um, and then the English Championship I really wanted to do the British at the start of the year but there's so many clashes with the GB mountain stuff that they almost kind of make you decide which you know where your allegiances lie, really. Um, so, yeah, it'd be nice to at least do one of them. So, hopefully, the English and the GB stuff. Oh, brilliant. And then it's the hope to then, like, go and do some racing, racing abroad with, if you if you are successful in the GB trials or, I mean, do you guys do much of that stuff anyway? Do you go out and do the mountain races in? In Europe, or do you just stick We've to... not done much, actually, have we? I think we did we did Flutter Trail. We uh, had a trip out there. This was after Snowden, and yeah, I think it was kind of sorted through Alex Pilcher, one of our friends who was running for Matlock. And, um, yeah, it just the scene over in Europe is just amazing. They just, like, put us up in this amazing... Uh, was it a monastery or something that they had us in last week? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And yeah, they just like fed us. They gave us food tokens, and then I think we ended up winning certain money for coming, like a mediocre, like I don't know, fifteenth or something. So we got money for that, and then we got money for getting under a certain time. And then 
before you know it, that's almost paid for your flights. And then you've had your food and your accommodation. And yeah, it was so good getting over there. We always say, let's do more of it. But then we just enjoy doing the fells and we just get sucked into doing the champs year in, year out. And at the end of it, we're like, let's do something different next year. Let's go and race over in Europe a bit more. But it's, it's just hard to beat doing the English Championship and the British Championship. It's just like, you know, the same group of people, basically. Good yeah, crack yeah. and just just good, hard racing. Yeah, yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. out of all those races you've done, all the championship races, uh, races up and down the country, a couple of races in Europe, which two stand out? It's like just like the nicest to run, the best to run, not necessarily the ones you've kind of like felt best about yourself or your own performance, but what would you recommend to, to people to go out and run? The Edel Sky yeah. one takes some beating. Yeah. 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 I like... I, I think and it, I don't know if it's just because the day we had was really good, but Anadale was really good. Mm. It's yeah, just like a, a truly epic route, really, isn't it? Um, I mean, a lot of the Lakeland classics, they are just just mad. Like I remember my parents came up to the lakes, and there's a point that you can go to, like on the Newlands Valley, and I just showed them a little bit of the Buttermere horseshoe that we did a while ago. <laughs> And you just point and you're going, ah, oh, yeah, then we go down there and then up that. And it's just monstrous, like this valley. And you think that's only just a small bit of it. And uh, it was quite cool just to show them a little bit of the route. Whereas, you know, you rock up to a lot of peak district races and they come to watch and they just stood in the field. You, they see yeah. you disappear off and see you come back and they don't know kind of what you've been through. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's not the most like, yeah. It's not that spectator friendly, is it? No. Yeah, I, I know what you're I saying, it, but I reckon you'd have a good time as a spectator, just like with the cakes and the and the tea, yeah. and the and just like the general crack. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I, yeah. The, 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 I suppose like the like you say the atmosphere of just everyone's pretty sound, aren't they? And yeah. you're usually in a fairly nice place. Um, but yeah, so it's what, but like you said, Billy, it's like. You get back and you're like, you don't know what I've just been through. <laughs> you don't know what I've seen. Going, going, going a slightly different direction. Yeah, what what about, what have you boys been through? Like, what is the worst fell running experiences you've either shared or had as individuals? Where, where has it gone? Where has it gone wrong? As we so like to ask. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say, Dan. Do you want to tell me about the uh, cucumber and the Vaseline? <laughs> I don't know if I can say that one. Uh, yeah, no, they don't know. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think I'm going to say? I'll try and think <laughs> what you're going to say. Well, I don't think we've had any like harrowing experiences, luckily, but we've just had stupid experiences. Just navigationally, oh, yeah. we are just useless. Like, as soon as the cloud comes down, then we're just like, completely lost like we wrecked um what was that one that we did Turner landscape we'd got up oh, yeah. in the car we'd gone up a peak we were just and then we like looked at our Strava trace after and it just we'd gone up to almost the top circumnavigated it probably about four times and then just managed to kind of navigate our way back down and like just, we just called it at that like we were meant to do like a full horseshoe but 
yeah, we just bailed. But I suppose it was that time on um, when we did the Fairfield Horseshoe. Do you remember that? When it was <laughs> yeah. horrible. Was we went, we had, well, went, yeah, Fairfield Horseshoe, obviously the very famous route and like the name of it gives away the shape that it should be. Um, but then we got I'd, the thing I've done it. Tw- I've done it twice. Like, once I've been up there and I've run off to the wrong side just by myself, and then I've run off the wrong side and ended up in Patterdale, and then stuck my arm out for the bus, and bus drivers just completely ignored me. So then I had to run over um, what is it, Kirkstone Pass, and down the struggle. Oh, so it's not ended up being like like eighteen miles or something when you think you're going to do ten. Um, but then yeah, we went and I, and so I was aware that I was aware that you could quite easily do something like that. And then yeah, we went up it one day and got to the top and it's like, oh, it's a bit cloudy. And I was like, right, we need to be careful because I've messed this up before. And I think we stopped and I was like, somebody needed a wee to the top. And then we're like, right then, let's go back down then. And then we're like, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit cloudy, isn't it? And we're like, yeah, we don't want to get lost, do we? And we're like, should we just be safe and come back down the way we've come up? And then <laughs> I don't even know what happened. We like found a glitch in the matrix. And uh, we thought we were heading back down the way we'd come up. No, hold on, hold like... on. Hold on. We, we were meant to be doing the original route and we like got up there and it wasn't slightly cloudy. It was like, it was probably 60 mile an hour wind at the top with rain. So we're like, right, yeah, we better turn back instead of doing the full route. So we turned back and we were like rewarding ourselves. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, you know, it's good to, you know, admit defeat no, sometimes. Right. And we'd gone that wrong that we'd actually gone right. So <laughs> we'd actually ended up doing the correct route when we thought we were going back down the way that we'd Yeah, gone. we thought we were going back on ourselves. And then we're like, we got to the end, we're like, oh, we've actually just done the route. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's hope for you yet, Charlie Baker. Your, <laughs> Charlie's well known for his navigational cock ups. <laughs> so if you two do it, then. <laughs> um, guys, I'm going to have to jump off. I've not had my dinner yet. Um, but yeah, Charlie, no I'll leave you with Charlie. Uh, I think he's got a couple more questions. The like Hollyoaks late night edition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets, it gets really like gets blue from here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a real pleasure chatting to you both. I just, I just love how much you guys love fell running. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's, uh, you can like just feel the enthusiasm. So yeah, nice one. And um, yeah, hopefully see you guys at a race soon. Yeah, nice yeah. one, Mark. See you, guys. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Yeah. How much more do you boys want to do? I mean, I got a few questions from Dave Archer, which were, I think some of them he's having a laugh. Uh, like, for instance, <laughs> how, how do you cope with the pressure of being the most handsome man in the Matlock Flying V? Uh, <laughs> who is better, Innovate or Scott? <laughs> or Or Dean <laughs> Great. Well, no, not definitely. In my opinion, Scott, uh, great shoes. And... Good all rounders, aren't they, Scott? Whereas innovates are just like, yeah, made for the fells, I'd say. I saw you on the website, actually, Billy. I was bloody loving it. 
Uh, oh, nice. No. With, with a little power on. Oh, looking for a side. You've made it, mate. It's class. <laughs> are you going to be on the posters in the shops? Uh, I don't know, but Jeff Cooper sent me a message earlier and I was in the trail running magazine. There you on, go. Uh, really? With that one, yeah. So I might have to buy that and... Uh, yeah, Sign it. it wasn't the pout one. You found <laughs> some really, really dishy ones of me, haven't you, Dad? We're really trying. I've got some horrible pictures of you. <laughs> well, this really yeah. is back to you, too. We've been that most handsome man in the Matlock flying V. I mean, Billy's Billy's doing photo shoots. We're just waiting for Dan, aren't we? <laughs> Billy looks like he's got makeup on on the webcam. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just audio. It's a shame, because, yeah, this would uh, break hearts. Yeah, yeah. You're both looking well. Uh, Dan, if you had to write a love song about one race, what what would the title be? <laughs> play the chord sequence. <laughs> yeah, give us some. I've got my keyboard there. Oh, you got but, a keyboard? Uh, yeah, Why telling me softly? What instrument, what like sound, love song, like an electric sort of piano? Uh, about a race as well, Dan. I'm not singing. Do the one that I, when I beat you. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like a standard chord progression, but then there's a bit more. Oh. Lovely. Sing. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and then maybe in the middle, it'll go a bit more like when I realised that I could potentially... Uh, not tell Billy where to change direction. It'll go a bit more like... <laughs> then the dread... But then the happy ended. <laughs> nice. And, uh, and that'll be when we, um, yeah, we all achieve our dreams. That was lovely. Is that the name of the song? When we all achieve our dreams. Achieve your yeah. Believe. Achieve. Deceive. And so on. <laughs> Uh, Billy, if you could take one fell running legend for afternoon tea, what would it be and what would you ask them? Um, I think it means who would it be, not what would your tea be. You can tell me what your tea would be as well. You've been taken taken for tea by fell running legend, haven't you? Afternoon tea. Who's that? I had a shower with Ian Holmes before. That was... um, I mean, it was a communal one after a race, but um, yeah. No. What did you ask him? Does <laughs> that sting? <laughs> he told me not to tell you. <laughs> and the final what was one. the question, Charlie? Uh, if you could take one fell running legend for afternoon yeah. tea, <laughs> I think it's who would it be, but the, the question says what would it be and what would you ask them? So if you were to take a, a fell running legend, what would you have to say? <laughs> <laughs> what would you have to say, yeah. That is the maddest question. <laughs> Maybe who, who, and then what would you ask them? 
carbonara. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What are you what are you asking over your <laughs> over your creamy bacon? <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's that? We got one last one. Uh, have, have either of you met Phil Winskill and uh, did he try to seduce you? I went run. I went running with him about an hour ago, or probably an hour and a half ago, and <laughs> there was some, yeah, some hands-on at, at times. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got to keep your eye on him. Yeah, uh, well, he's a, he's a legend in the Peak District and the Lake District. I don't know if for this sort of thing, but uh, yeah, <laughs> good to get his name out there on the airwaves, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he is a legend. Oh, well, we had a little bit of a titter at the end there, haven't we? We, did, we sort of went a bit like late night Hollyoaks. Um, was there anything either of you wanted to, to get out there, shout out, or... Uh, um just that I'm grateful for the podcast. Oh, thank you. I have actually listened to them all like in my own time. <laughs> when so now we went went to the out last year or the year before and just listened to all of them in the out. So I remember the one you I, I remember specifically you know you can sometimes like remember it a sound in a place like yeah, they're yeah. like interwoven together I remember listening to the interview you did with Philippa Williams whilst driving up from Seattle Zinal or the way around driving around the Sierra Zinal region so that was good and then you got George Foster on yeah who I was with at the same time and I was like I can't believe George is on, on the Backfoot podcast <laughs> whatever, whatever came of him well he's doing alright isn't he yeah <laughs> and, um, yeah no it's good I liked it so good on you for bringing it back oh thank you well yeah it, we love it uh, it's been quite a nice thing to like to do anyway and it's been really nice meeting people through it because I think that's what that's what part of the fun is you get to know people when they come on the podcast and then yeah, you even meeting up with them afterwards. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely easing my way into the fell running community and to get two people who are in it so well. <laughs> yeah, Charlie, what are you doing this year? Uh, yeah, well, it's quite nice. We've been talking about the English fell champs. I'm giving them all a go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking myself along. Um, I've got an ultra race at the end of this month, so that should be. That should be good. Um, that was a, probably a question for you, Billy. What's, what's one of the most important things or a little bit of your race uh, morning routine to share? Is there anything that's unique to you that you feel you have to do on the morning of race day or the night before? Uh, porridge is huge. Yeah? Um, As in important or, or just in importance? Uh, oh, it's got to be the right quantity as well, like. I've definitely eaten far too much and got the most almighty stitch, which lasted a few days. So yeah, just just a fairly hefty bowl. Seem to think 
two and a half hours before. Um, but as far as like routine goes, no, not really. Like, you've, got that weird, you've got the weird thing you do with the light switches. That's what it, I do. There's none of that. There's not tapping anything five times or anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, lucky enough not to get too nervous before races or anything. So that's quite uh, quite nice. Yeah, just just a bowl of porridge, really. Bowl of porridge, love it, Dan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably just yeah, a, a, usually a bowl of cereal. Um, but I'd probably have it like quite a long way before the race, like three or four hours, and then drink as much Costa coffee as possible. <laughs> Is this a quiet uh, ask for a bit of sponsorship from Costa Coffee there? Because I, <laughs> I reckon with your exploits, yeah. we might be able to. Or Weatherspoons. Weatherspoons would be the dream. <laughs> Right, well, we'll see what we can do. I, I hear you've just got a hustle for these things. So, yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it, to hear of a runner with the like, most outlandish uh, sponsor. Weatherspoons would definitely be up there for, like, for a thousand. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few mad ones out there. <laughs> how, how much have you got left on your voucher now, Dan? I know you have £50 to start off with. I think I've still got about 20 quid, which isn't bad. And I've been out 50 times on that, so that's how good a value it is. Wow. So yeah, big shout out JD Weatherspoons here. <laughs> not so popular in the lockdown, but yeah, he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, <I'm looking> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, so I think I'll be seeing you at some of the English Fell Champs. Uh, I'll be seeing you on Wednesday mornings at 6.30, bright and early, Dan. That's been a bit of a staple, hasn't it, in the old calendar? Yeah, definitely. Got our little, uh, well... I won't say what the WhatsApp name for the group is, but a little wolf pack. Valley Running Club. <laughs> yeah. And then uh Billy, we'll be seeing how you get on. We'll be looking out for your performance at the three peaks and seeing where that takes you. Uh that's yes. gonna be quite quite nice to follow. Yeah. I think and then I guess, smash it. I guess a big one I've been thinking about is the fell relays. So we reckon at Totley we've we've probably got ourselves a vet team and uh, a men's team so we can have a we can take a good 12 of us up there and then with it being us being Edinburgh this October I feel like that has got to be a nice way for a few of the fell running clubs to get together and have a bit of a like joint club night out or something like that hit the town after yeah. I could see that being good all right well I'll let you lads go it's been a pleasure yeah 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 thanks a lot and thanks Billy as well yeah, it's been, been good. Good. Now you've been great. You've been great. Well, uh, we'll, we'll look forward to getting this one out there. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming on, being the first guests of Series Two. I reckon Ooh, like, we'd like. To... Yeah, first guests on. We've we've just done like of us sat around chatting basically so far. So yeah, you you'll. I reckon we'll get a lot more listeners after you two have been on. You might put us. You might put us on the map. So uh, you know. Oh, sure. <laughs> big names here. I'm, I'm going to try and do my Jamie impression. Uh, so, uh, whoever you are, wherever you are, uh, that's the only bit I remember. <laughs> Have a good time running. It's been a pleasure. We've been on the back foot. This has been Daniel Howarth, correctly pronounced, and Billy Cartwright, two legends, lovely men of Matlock Athletic Club. It's been a pleasure. 
and see you around. That was the podcast. We talked about running. We talked about other things too. Thank you for joining. We hope you enjoyed it. That was on the back foot.